Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and... Hello, Lindsay. Okay, I am with you, Paula, and I are so fortunate to have you um, as part of the support team today uh, while she's away. And in the meantime, we'll have a great time in sharing our wonderful guests together. Taz, tell us about our guest today. Okay. Well, our guest, Lindsay, is a feisty healing angel, <laughs> direct to the point, and funny. I can say this about him as Paula and I have met with him and watched him in action. And Dr. Eric Pearl is his name. He's the author of international bestseller, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. And it's now published in more than 36 languages. And if there were any other languages, he would find them and publish the book in their language, too. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Taz. And I'm Lindsay. Well, Taz, Dr. Eric Pearl must be attached to a skyline because he's not very often on the ground. I can see that he travels the globe teaching reconnected healing, an extraordinary new way to heal others, yourself, and your loved ones by engaging with scientifically measurable new frequencies that researchers are calling the forefront of information medicine. He says that with reconnected healing, people learn how to activate and utilize this all-inclusive spectrum of healing frequencies that allows us to completely transcend energy healing and access a level of healing beyond, beyond anything anyone has been able to access prior to now. Today, he has taught this new level of healing to over 75,000 people in more than 65 countries, bringing about a spontaneous generation of healers worldwide. Hmm. Well, and as a doctor, Eric Pearl has ran a highly successful chiropractic practice for 12 years until one day his patients began reporting that they felt his hands on them, even though he hadn't physically touched them. Um, patients soon reported receiving miraculous healings from cancers, um, AIDS-related diseases, epilepsy, cerebral palsy, chronic fatigue syndrome, rheumatoid, and osteoarthritis, birth disfigurements, and other serious afflictions. All of this occurred when Eric simply held his hands near them, which ultimately led to his discovery of reconnective healing and his extraordinary power to heal people and change their lives. Eric Pearl, you are a light so bright sharing this awesome gift 
supporting others. We're we're ready to top and hop aboard your landing and be fearless with you. This is so incredible. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm glad I could be here. Oh, well, you know, um, I just heard you on another radio program with um, our Adam um, Atman, who is an acupuncturist. And I'm, you know, we'll we'll try and uh, for our listeners to be able to see what uh, how we're able to correlate and bring about new information. And um, you know, just Terry, kind Terry, of, you know what? Can I interrupt you for a minute? Let me ask you a favor. May I redial this number? I don't have a very good connection, and I don't know if it's me or not. Oh, oh yes, please uh, redial right, so and come back in. Just give me fifteen sure. seconds. Okay, Are bye. you able to hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lindsay? Yes, Lindsay? I am here, okay. and I will pick up at the new line when he calls in. No problem. Okay. All right. Great. So were you able to hear Eric okay? Yes, I heard him perfectly. Okay, good. Well, you know, it's pretty interesting, uh, you know, listening to some of his studies and reading all these about these testimonials. It really brings... Um, a wonderful thought of what we are, we ourselves are capable of and and how to uplift our body and how to support ourselves in ways that maybe we've never even thought about before. Well, I couldn't agree more. Eric, are you back? Honey, I'm home. Oh, good. Yes. We can hear you. No, can I you hear us? It must be. I'm glad you can. It must be something um, coming from your end because I, c- I can hear the person who says blog talk radio just fine. So I don't know. I'm fine. I can hear you. Okay. If you can hear me. Yes, sure. we can. Um, let me ask you, have you noticed over the last year or so that the frequencies seem uh, to be changing as you are working with people? Um, have you noticed any difference like that, Eric? You know, the frequencies are continuously expanding. Everything moves and grows. It's sort of like, um, you could relate it to several things. It's, it's sort of like stepping into a swimming pool and the water's continu- level is continuously rising, but yet it also has to do with the expansion of time that we're experiencing here. You know, and most of us have heard... Um, that science has discovered and recognized that time is moving faster. But it's not faster in one direction. It's in all directions at once. So it's really that time is expanding. And there are ex- there's slow, steady expansion, and there are jumps, and there's slow, steady expansion, and there are jumps. And so we recognize more dramatically when there's a jump than a slow, steady expansion. But this expansion of time is allowing us to access more of the evolutionary frequencies of the universe, the frequencies beyond the energy that's just been here, expanded levels of energy, light, and information that uh, come through the reconnective healing spectrum that many of the researchers feel must be here for the very first time because they haven't experienced it prior to now or seen it anywhere. Hmm. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm noticing, too, that, you know, I when I do the reconnective healing, I'm noticing that the energies seem to be more powerful. And um, 
so I thought I would ask you that question. Uh, you yes, know, and it's not because you've been practicing or doing it longer. It is simply that it is expanding. And again, use the pool analogy. If you step into a pool and when the water is up to your ankles and then someone else steps in and the water is up to your knees, they don't start at their ankles. It immediately, when they step into the pool, it's at their knees. So as the pool is expanding, you are accessing more and more of this. The funny thing is, is you could not do this. You could choose to not do this at all for years, and then suddenly you need it, and it suddenly is there for you, not having anything to do with practice at all. Wow. That's great. No. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> well, you know, um, in, in 1995, I met a lady by the name of Sharon who did um, some axial tunnel therapy on me. And um, after I was reading through some of your notes, and I'm thinking, wow, I, I don't know if we had a, you know, a connection here in some way, but um, I had fallen and I had... Uh, cracked my wrist, my elbow, and dislocated my shoulder. And um, uh, she worked on me. And at the time, she called it also to be called sacred geometry. And I'm wondering if, uh, you know, being that sacred geometry is kind of what the whole world is made up all over. <laughs> and uh, reading all these testimonials, I kind of wonder if there's, you know, if we can actually say this is sacred geometry in a way. I mean, what's happening is pretty amazing. Everything has sacred geometry to it. The limitation of sacred geometry comes when we learn and practice sacred geometry because we're suddenly using techniques and we're using aspects of it that we have recognized or just been told is, whether it is or whether it isn't, and yet when we don't consciously try to bring in sacred geometry, sacred geometry is existing everywhere that we are in everything that we do. For example, let's, let's say we look at crystals, and people will find sacred geometry in the crystalline makeup, and that's fine, but it's not that we need the crystals to do that. The crystals show us or expose us to certain aspects of sacred geometry. In reality, what we don't always stop to realize is that every cell in our body has a liquid crystalline structure, liquid crystalline. It will adapt and adjust to whatever form of appropriate crystal or sacred geometry that we need. Every part of our system and our essence adapts to that and creates it. So when we notice sacred geometry, we're just observing something that is. When we try to practice it, we narrow it down to the parts that we allow ourselves to be consciously aware of, and by our intention to direct it, we often limit ourselves from being able to experience it in its fullest because of our need to control and to understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, after it was done for me, it it was kind of an interesting experience because there was almost like a knowing. There was an energy that came, and like I could relax. It could take me four to five years to heal, but I'm telling you, Eric, 
I healed totally where normally they wanted to do surgery and everything on me. And um, I, I, I was This was after your experience with their sacred geometry. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. totally, you know, I had piece by piece, one little thing after another. Pretty, I had reflex sympathetic dystrophy as well, and I couldn't move my arm and hand, and it was swollen and all that jazz. And, um, you know, they wanted to go in and do some stuff on my brain and whatever, you know. And I just simply, I went to here, and, I, and piece by piece I could see the changes, and I, I became like, wow, I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. And it did take. It did take me four plus years to um, to bring everything back. That Eric, I'm totally healed. My shoulder and everything. I mean, you know, it's uh, the dislocation had to be shoved back into the socket. But all the adhesions and everything had, you know, um, I could feel the rubber bands being released in my arm and the whole thing. So I, and now, when was know, this? When when was this four to five year period? Uh, when when did this happen? Is that what you're saying? When was this four or five year period? When did it span from when to when? Yeah, it it stands from about nineteen fifty five to about nineteen ninety nine. No, you said four or five years. <clears throat> yeah. Remember okay. that? Well, yeah, four which plus years five for years, those? yeah. What years? Yeah, for what those? years? Um, nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six, Okay. Now, when did it seem to be gone? Um, it actually, you know, I noticed that it was totally gone around 2000. Mm-hmm. Now, what you were working with was a limitation at that point in time. When did you study reconnective healing? Uh, I did that with you, uh, let's see, about um, a year ago. Uh, I've been through the levels one, two, and three, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and the other level. And um, so it's been about two years ago I started with you. Okay. So here is part of the distinction of working with techniques and methods. We're working with reconnective healing. Part of the reason that there's so much international research substantiating reconnective healing is that the healings have, among other things, at least two characteristics that are very different than technique healings. A, they tend to be fairly instantaneous, where techniques often result in you needing to come back again and again and again for years. And B, the healings tend to be lifelong. So you've gone through a part of healing that was appropriate for you at that time. But right Mm -hmm. now, as we allow ourselves to let go of all techniques and healing toys and accoutrements, you will start to see to the degree you're willing to let go of those other things and the need for sacred geometry and other things that the healings you bring about for other people, they well tend to be fairly instantaneous and lifelong where they no longer need to come back again and again and again. But you have to transcend the the fascination with techniques and geometry and other things first, otherwise you'll you'll you may be your own limitation for you and for others. Oh yeah, I have totally let go of all that. I was just kind of re Good. um iterating, you know, um about what took previously uh, what took place after reading some of your information. Um I, you know, this method is like incredible and we are so happy to share it with you. Um I I also had another question. I wondered um 
since you've been doing this work, have you noticed any change in your plants in your office? Well, since I'm on the road about 45 weeks a year, I don't really have plants in my office <laughs> that I just want to take care of. You know, first of all, you can't really take them from country to country very easily. So um, I don't really know. how I can't answer that question. Okay. What about your dreams? Do you dream differently now? Oh, there are different kinds of dreams. Uh, do I dream differently now? I I think that what I think the one change in my dreams is that they come through with important messages that I don't really think of the dreams themselves. I think they're deeper communications that happen in twilight, in dream state. I don't think I was at least aware of them so much before as I am now. Now, they may well have been happening. I may well have just not been listening. Even right now, I don't listen as much as I want to. <laughs> okay. I can imagine you're you're traveling all over, my gosh. Well, well I, just you know, back, I just got pardon? back from Vienna. I just got back from Vienna about 36 hours ago, so that's that's how much I'm traveling, where um, I presented Reconnective Healing to the United Nations um, for a second time, as a matter of fact. So our work is being spread everywhere, thank God. That's awesome. Yes. Well, not only that, but you, you know, you have incorporated, I mean, this is awesome, uh, teaching children and, um, you know, you even have people working with animals and, I mean, this is, there is nothing that reconnective healing um, is unable to not do. I mean, it is, it is just, you know, it's really masterful. It's really awesome. And not only that, but you've also coordinated with um, yoga now. And when did I, I didn't really um, look any further, but when did you connect the reconnective um, healing with yoga? Well, it sort of was a natural um, connection to make in the fact that when I give seminars, we give presentations um, usually on the Friday night before a seminar weekend, and we usually bring people up to give live demonstrations of the healings. So I generally ask for someone who has a physical, um, a visible physical um, limitation they've been experiencing so that we can give a demonstration of the healings on stage and people can see the physical limitation come back. So, for example, we'll bring up someone who may have had a surgery on a shoulder 20 years ago and can't raise their arm up parallel to the ground, and we let them feel the reconnective healing frequencies, and often within seconds to a minute or so, they regain full range of motion pain-free to their bodies. And everyone started thinking, wow, what a natural thing to connect with yoga where everyone's spending, you know, years and decades learning how to bring the bodies into those full yoga positions, what are called the asanas. And oftentimes by incorporating the reconnective healing frequencies, 
into the yoga teachings and the yoga classes, people are able to, with ease, maintain, um, get into and maintain positions that they'd only dreamed of being able to reach before. Wow, that's a great, big, wonderful stretch, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it so? Yeah. yeah, it truly is. So um, can you give us a like uh, an example of what you've seen take place for people during this aspect? That I've seen take place with people during what, did you say? When after they've been they've done it with yoga as well. I mean, any kind of testimonial or or any kind of uh, example for us. Oh, well, I hate to tell you this, but I'm not a yoga person. Okay. So, <laughs> so I I do the healing. I I leave the yoga, um, the reconnective yoga to the reconnective yoga practitioners, and I do the reconnective healing demonstrations. We teach the yoga practitioners how to do it, and they bring it to their classes. So when we give the seminars, for example, well, you're simply going to have to come to one of the yoga classes that are associated with the seminars and discover for yourself what it is that we're talking about. What area are you in, by the way? You know, we are in um, San Jose, which is close to Sacramento, and you're going to be in our area. Well, you know, it's about maybe two and a half hours from Sacramento where I am right now. But um, you are going to be there uh, June 21st um, and Saturday the 22nd and Sunday the 23rd uh, in Sacramento at uh, the Red Lion um, is it a hotel? Uh, Woodlake and Conference Center in Sacramento. Oh, really? Okay, that's that, that's good. And uh, I I knew we'd be going up to Sacramento. I didn't know um, what those dates were. Because well, I like to say yeah. nobody ever anything, but that's not true. I just don't pay attention. Oh, I see. Sacramento, June twenty one through twenty three. We're going to be teaching, and what we're going to do there is on that Friday night, June 21st, I'm going to give a three-hour presentation of the work. We'll talk about the history, the theory, the philosophy, um, the science, and then we'll give, as we just talked about, live demonstrations of the healing. So we'll bring up some volunteers from the audience so that you can see the reality of this, maybe even on someone that you know or even on yourself. And we're going to give everyone there, each of you, an opportunity to feel this in your hands because it's easily palpable. It's easy to feel. It's very unique. It's very different and distinct. And Saturday and Sunday, however, is very different. Saturday and Sunday is very different than that Friday night because Saturday and Sunday is a real working seminar. And what I mean by that is, well, I mean, don't come thinking that we're only going to sit around, hold hands, om, and sing kumbaya, my Lord, because it won't happen that way. Generally, what goes on at these seminars is we demonstrate a level of the work from the stage, and then each of us gets to go to a massage table. One person might stand at the head of the massage table. One person might lie down. And then I walk around to each of the massage tables and service our internationally trained team of teaching assistants, and we show you how to feel this, how to find it, how to access these healing frequencies. 
And as you start to do that, you will witness the person on the table in front of you go into involuntary physical response. Eyes rapidly dart back and forth or fingers involuntarily move. Then we'll show you how to access and feel a different portion of the healing spectrum. And you'll start to see their body respond differently. Legs jerk, arms jerk, tiny little muscles pulling at their lips or their eyebrows. And you'll begin to recognize that when you're in one place feeling one sensation, their body responds one way. As you move and feel another sensation, their body response changes. You can intensify it, all sorts of different things, and you begin to own your connection, your correlation to the healing state that you escort them into. Then we go back to the chairs. We talk more about the philosophy, question and answer, maybe some more of the science or other aspects of this demonstrate a new level to work and go back to the massage tables again. But by the end of one weekend, just one weekend, not three years or six months or two weeks, by the end of one weekend, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are, A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do, and B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do. Wow. You know, and it's a lot of fun. People really do feel the energies. They feel what's going on. Some of them don't, but, I mean, it's like it's really amazing. When they get up, they go, wow, that was really awesome. And the people standing around the table also are able to view everything and and give you feedback. It's very wonderful. Um, Let me just touch, before we go any further, your book. It is it is a superb healing tool in itself. It's very transformative to read, and it really brings in new ways to look at things. And it's called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Um, you can go to Eric's website, and Eric's website is thereconnection.com. Um, you know, when you wrote this book, you know, the whole book is tremendous, but I'm thinking, is there one part of that book that you thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I, it would just kind of surprise you when you wrote about it. And can you look back and see that at this point and let us know what it is? The entire book is that because, you see, I never liked to read. I was never one to organize. I was never a student. I didn't look forward to the excitement of writing the book. It was one of the most frightening experiences in the world for me, so much so that what I did in the beginning was I hired a ghostwriter to write the book. But the the ghostwriter kept taking the information that I gave him and changing it so he'd have some good things and some things that I don't know where he created So I would try to fix what he had done, and by that point, I'd get an expanded version with even more things that didn't work and lost some of the things that did work, and this went on. And one day, I found that I'm trying to correlate like six or seven different versions all at once, and I couldn't do it, and trying to fix everything and save the good stuff that he lost and get rid of the bad stuff he put in it. And it felt as if... Did you ever cut into an avocado, cut it in half, and it's overly ripe? It's got all that brown, stringy stuff growing through it. 
<laughs> but it felt like that was what he gave me, and I had to I had to pay him the rest of his contractual money to just go away, and then I was left with this avocado trying to extract all the brown stuff from it and still have it look like an avocado. And I did it, and I did it, and I did it. I did it the best I could by the deadline when the book had to go into the publisher. And then I called the publisher. I said, well, I guess it's the best that I can get it. And the editor there said to me, well, you know what? I can't look at it for another week. You can keep it for one more week. I said, all right. And somewhere in that week, I found it. I just... I don't know how to explain. I found the groove like when you put a needle into, you know, an old-fashioned record and it finds the perfect groove and plays incredible music. I found it, and at the end of that week, I called the editor and I said, now you can't have the book because I found it, and I'm not going to give it to you until it's perfect. And I kept it for another month or so where I just lived with my computer on my bed next to me. I would lie down on my back and go to sleep. I would sit up, pull the computer under my lap. I would type until the wee hours of the next morning. I'd sleep. I'd repeat the pattern. And I finished the book, and I gave it to the editor, and I said, now you have the book. And then I never read it again. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't read it again. Once in a blue moon, I will pick up the book, I will open it with some page in the middle, I'll read a couple sentences or maybe a paragraph, I'll go, wow, that's pretty good. Did I really write that? I'll close the book again, I put it away. You know, it's always amazing how how we write a book and your story is a wonderful story to share because, you know, the universe does give us appropriate time to bring things forward, I guess, in no matter what situation. And um, you were such a go-getter and going after things. So we, we love to have you in a, on our planet. Thank you for being here. Well, thank yeah, you for having me. It's such an honor. Wow. How are the vibrations and the healing related to vibrations and music, Eric? Well, it is really very similar in the fact that healing is a harmonic convergence, a coming together of the frequencies, the essence, the energies, the fields of the soul, the essence, you could say, of three coming together. The power of three vibrating at a higher level of one. When I speak of the power of three, you could say the first portion of the power of three is you as the practitioner. The second is the recipient on the table, the person you're working with who's lying on the massage table. And number three, or one, two, or three, however you want to count it, is God, love, or the universe. So it's you, the other person, and God, love, or the universe coming together converging harmoniously. It's a music and it is a flow. It's an absolute flow of sound. Wow. You know, there's a melody there's a melody that we vibrate out at. And then there's the blending with the harmony of another person. But then there's three, what, what do you call it, three-point harmony, you could say, for example, 
coming together, and then that just brings about just a greater and greater and greater depth. The music of our lives are in our instinct. And our instinct, our instinct is important as because it's the sum total of who we are. We all have the music of life in our actions. We run into disharmony when we feel our energy taken away. It's, it's, it's sort of a realm of abandonment you could compare it to. And the child who turns around and suddenly she's or he is alone, left to what we think are our own devices. We lose our way. And always this hurts. It can be healed, however, because the voice, the music, the voice that rises up from within you is the voice that heals you. It's, it's essential that we learn to persevere in spite of our palette that is limited in color. If there are other colors, and we will discover them, there is other music, and we will discover it. But we are limited in this plane. You know, and perhaps you could say we have a limitation that needs to be dispersed, but it comes from within our heart. That is work where our work needs to be, Okay. But it's the nature of this question. It's the very nature of your question that needs to be undertaken. It's an orientation toward experience. Without it, there's very little growth that we find in this plane. You know, it, 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 it can be considered quite frustrating to see such incredible potential being thwarted because we have the power to unite. Yet often we seek to divide. It's, it's very unfortunate. Um, we are so busy looking for what makes us separate and special and unique when what we're really here to do is to learn what makes us each one and the same. And in doing so, we allow ourselves to flow forward, flow forward like a wave. It cannot be stopped. It moves. You get such good visuals when you explain things. I love it. Just great visuals. The swimming pool and the avocado and all of these. It's really great. You know, the book uh, that you're talking about is called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. But there's a new book that I have coming out the 20th of this, 20th of this month and um, it's called Solomon Speaks, and it's deeper levels of unveiling ourselves of who we are. Let me share a little bit of it with you if I can. It says, we feel your energy come through. We want to characterize your existence because you have much to discover here. You recognize that limitation is of a different plane. We want you to recognize a different kind of energy that you have here. We want you to be a part of that. It will unfold in a different light. We want you to be alive in a different light. There is a significant expression that comes about when your life touches others. We feel your energy in your heart. We understand the truth that is going on now. There is something in you 
that is about to become greatness in a different space. Your heart is in a space that needs to be tranquil. This will come with your eventual understanding of your life. You're just at the precipice of the beginning of what is to come. It is a larger self. It is a larger self that needs to be expressed. So let me let me try it this way. Hold on for a second. Um, the nature of energy flows through you. It is true, total love, which comes from that energy that can't be characterized in a single word. It is a feeling that comes without pain. You will feel heightened by it. The real flow of energy will be positive in your life, and you will feel more alive. It's trial and error because you are a specific instrument. You have to learn how to play yourself. No one has printed books on how to play you. You have to hear your own music, act from your heart, because your mission is very vast. It will come in a greater space as soon as you allow yourself to be healed internally. You have put up roadblocks in your life, and they are coming down kicking and screaming, but they are coming down. Trust that, and the greater expanse will be open to you. Do not think of the target. Think of the process. Do not think of the bullseye. Think of the tension on the bow. Your heart will never lead you wrong. Leave the thought process behind. Clear your mind to feel what your client or patient is feeling. Be at one with their heart, where their energy is. Don't send. Receive. Beautiful. Can you uh, give us the title of that book again, Eric? It's called Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. You handled messages like in, 10 years ago when you were receiving messages from your patients and friends, something like that? This is what some people might call channeling. It is definitely information that is coming in from a different plane of consciousness, a different plane of existence, not just something imagined, not just higher self, but a true extra-dimensional intelligence. Do you, do you remember any past lives that you may have used this technique, Eric? Uh, let me ask you a question. How is our sound? Because you're sounding not too good on my end. Okay. So let me grab my other phone just a moment. I, no, no, no. Just, just tell me. Am I all right on your end? Am I sounding clear? Yes. Yes, you're you coming in you clear. Yeah. Then we'll keep going. It just sounds bad here. Yes, go ahead. So, I'm sorry. So what's your question? My question is, do you remember any past lives that you may have used this technique? Well, first of all, reconnective healing is not a technique. That's the whole thing about reconnective healing, is that it is a way for us to transcend technique. Our energy healing techniques are Reiki, Jirei, Jinshin, Shigong, Mahjong, Beijing, EFG, XYZ, 1, 2, 3, it's all about me, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, you know, pulling the negative energy up and out and shaking it off and spraying yourself with alcohol and pulling up imaginary zippers and all of these things. These are energy healing techniques. These are training wheels 
on the bicycles, overly complicated and amazingly fear-based and limitation-filled. The whole thing about reconnective healing is not that it's another technique, because the last thing we need is another technique. It's like adding, once you learn how to, once you master a bicycle with training wheels, you don't add a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth set of training wheels, but that's what we do with our energy healing techniques. We master a technique and then we add another technique and another and another. And we forget that we are not placed here for the purpose of mastering energy healing techniques. We are placed here to master healing. And therefore, the gift of the bicycle mastery comes when the training wheels are removed. And the gift of healing comes when we master, when we begin to get our balance with the technique, then we have to throw the technique away. The only, if you've learned from a master, the only way you can honor the master is by transcending the very technique itself. Some teachers today might not be might not feel um, honored if you transcend the technique. If the teacher doesn't feel honored, that's because the teacher is simply a teacher, not a master, because what a master knows is that when the student transcends the technique itself, that's when they become the master, and that's the fulfillment of the master with whom you've studied. Wow. Not that I have an opinion on the subject or anything. (laughs) Well, you know, thank goodness you do. <laughs> You're um you have the capability of getting the information out to people and they do understand and and it's um it's really wonderful. In our intro, we spoke about um by engaging with scientifically measurable new frequencies that researchers are calling this the forefront of informative medicine. Um, information medicine how has this been scientifically measured could you um, please share this with us good I'm not a researcher I can tell you some of the different results that the researchers have shared with me they find that this changes our heart waves and our brain waves actually when you do this work your heart wave will show up in the brain wave of the person who's receiving this. They found that it raises our blood oxygen levels to between 98 and 99%, that it changes even the spindle waves that go on in our brain. Our spindle waves when we're asleep tend to be about 3 to 5. When we're awake tend to be about 5 to 9 per second. And yet, during reconnective healing, they tend we enter into a state of super or heightened awareness, and the spindle waves tend to function up to 15 per second. 15 per second is just unheard of. We hit a super awareness and yet a peacefulness at the same time, beyond which has been measured in the greatest of um, meditators and um, yogis. And um, we find that it actually changes, it restructures, or as I like to say, reconnects our very DNA, which raises the level of light and light coherence, I should say, that's emitted from the DNA in each of our cells and our bodies. 
sounds like you have a good understanding of how it works. Well, I can't explain how the research was done. Well, that was a good explanation. Yeah, the the research. I leave that to the researchers. Actually, what you may have heard if you listened to the last interview I just did was what I said was I think the most important thing about the research is not the results they find. It's the fact that they're doing the research in the first place because the the, the fact that established, um, renowned researchers all around the world are studying reconnective healing basically because they became intrigued that the healings were so dramatic, so instantaneous, and often and often lifelong, that uh, the fact that they're studying it has allowed the rest of the world to remove their blinders and look at it also. That's right. That's good. Now, I, uh, let's see. Also, I want to check with you. Is there... Um any schedules going around the Los Angeles area, being it's in California, that there's some of your students that are teaching classes there throughout times when you're not teaching? We don't have students who are teaching classes. We only have a few people who are trained as teachers. So be very careful. If you see a seminar somewhere that says they're teaching reconnective healing or presenting on reconnective healing, Check with our website or call our office and make sure that it's someone who has been trained, authorized, and is able to do this because there are many people who will read the book and then decide that they understand it and they won't understand it fully and they'll teach you misunderstandings of it, but they'll be happy to take your money for the pleasure. So if you want to make sure you're going to something with an approved, qualified teacher, Please, again, go to thereconnection.com, check our schedule, and you will see who is wearing what. Now, we will be teaching officially five seminars in the United States this year, and um, I'll tell you where those are. The first one was the one that, that you had already talked about. It's the one that we'll be giving in Sacramento, June 21 through 23. Um, actually, that's the second one this year. The first one we're teaching this year here in the United States is in Miami, and that's May 17th through 19th. Then um, we have Sacramento, June 21 through 23, followed by Denver, September 13th through 15th, and Newport Beach, which is near Los Angeles, November 1 through 3. There's one more in North America, but it's in Canada, in Toronto, and that's November 8th through 10th. So those are your main teaching seminars. We do also have teachers who teach refreshers or teach smaller level seminars. And again, it, you can find them by going on to thereconnection.com. Oh, great. Well, that's actually what I meant. <laughs> I didn't mean that students teach, but Yeah, uh, well, but some people some people do, you know. Some some people do. They they read the book and they've decided that they're qualified to teach. Now, think of this for a moment. You could read a book on hairstyling. You could read a book on dentistry, and you could improve from that, and you could be able to take better care of the hair and teeth of you and your family. But do you really want to go to that person as a professional? Do you really want that person to teach you? Or do you want someone who's taken the time to do what you have done, which is invest at least a weekend, at least a weekend of their time, 
being exposed to the information, working one-on-one with teachers, having questions asked and answered. To me, that's going to make for a much more qualified person than someone who reads a book and you're supposed to cross your fingers and hope they understand what they're doing. Yes, absolutely. Now, I'm going to ask you, in what ways are the origins of chiropractic similar to reconnective healing? And being that, you know, you were a chiropractor first, I'm sure um, you can share with us on this. And uh, what does the evolution of chiropractic say about our cultural climate with regards to healing? Well, here, let me see if I can weave those answers into a story. The story is that there was a man named D.D. Palmer, the initials D.D., Daniel David Palmer. And he came across a janitor working somewhere who was hard of hearing. He had lost his hearing. And he also somehow or other noticed that he had a bone or two out of place in his back or his neck. He popped the bone back into place. And this janitor regains his hearing. So D.D. Palmer thought, hmm, cure for deafness. So he puts out announcements all over, and people from North America who are deaf start coming in to see him, from north, south, east, west, horses, covered wagons, the whole thing. He's popping their neck and popping their back, and some of them are regaining their hearing, and some of them are losing their hearing. That's a joke. But anyway, but what is happening is that they are healing from many, many, many different things, not necessarily always related to hearing. And he started to, what he discovered that was by removing an interference in the spine, where the spinal cord is, it enhanced the communication of the brain and the nervous system throughout the entire body. So your brain sits in your head, then it travels through your spinal cord, then it comes out between the bones. And when the bones are out of place, it interferes with the nervous system communicating to the different organs in the body. And when you remove the interference and get out of the way, the body rebalances itself and becomes healthy again. But what reconnective healing is, is it works on this same universal principle, the same universal truth. You vibrate at a level of light a higher level of more coherent light. And it serves as, you could say, a tuning fork, if you want, a reminder for the other person to return to their optimal level of light vibration. And when they return to that level of light vibration, anything denser or heavier than light, which tends to include pretty much most of our health challenges, emotional challenges, Career challenges, relationship challenges, all of them are denser than light, and they have pretty much nothing left to hold on to. So as appropriate for each person on their own life path, these densities, these health challenges and other challenges simply fall away. And if we get nothing else from today's interview, let's get these next two points, which are A, healing is just this simple, and B, anything more complicated than this, crystals, wands, healing toys, pendulums, pendants, anything more complicated than this is designed to sell us something. But what it's really selling us on is that we, the fear that we are not abundantly enough. Every time we put on one of those silly-looking pyramid hats, we are telling ourselves that it makes us more. But we cannot become more 
unless we believe that we are already less than 100%. So every time we add something to ourselves, we are announcing to the universe that we are less than 100%. The universe always says yes. And when we let it go, we give ourselves the room and the ability to rise back up to being 100% in the truth of our very essence and existence. How outstanding. You know, this is so freeing, allowing anyone to use it. And and it's it's quick. Um, You know, we we simply release our shoulds and let the universe deliver what is most needed. I mean, it's really freeing, Eric. It's incredible. It's, it's, It's beautiful because it allows us to become ourselves. You know, every choice that we make, every action that we take, every decision that we make comes either from fear, lack, limitation, the illusion of separation, the illusion of darkness, or it comes from love, prosperity, oneness, light, um, love. And we cannot give a gift that we are unwilling to receive ourselves. We cannot stand in fear, protecting ourselves in white flames and purple flames and shaking off negative energy and spraying ourselves down with alcohol and facilitate healings that reside in love. We cannot stand in the need for control doing technique A and technique B and moving a certain percentage of the energies in one direction and spinning certain chakras in other directions and and facilitate healings that reside in the freedom of us being willing to observe without judgment. We cannot be controlling with our techniques and our steps and allow healing to take place as an observer, as the witness and the witness, the seer and the seen. And when we add to ourselves as if we need more, then we cannot facilitate healing resides in the beauty of us being abundantly enough. So at some point in time, we need to pick up and embrace our past and the fear-based controlling techniques and mechanisms and say thank you very much for these training wheels. They've helped me dabble in discovering the energy and the healing and the balance. But now I'm going to pick these fears up and these controls and I'm going to cradle them, love them, and carry them one step at a time into the light and allow light to do what light does best, which is to show us that the darkness never existed in the first place, that darkness is just been the place where we have not allowed ourselves to fully shine truthfully as the light that we are. And once we get that, we no longer need to add because we recognize that we are abundantly, lovingly more than enough. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, you know, um, this is, you have given us a really grand reconnection in order to support humanity, and that's all I, you know, it's, we just need to thank you for carrying the message along with that signature. It's just awesome. Um, we are really forever, and many people are in your in indebtedness just to um, really help us to bring this forward, and I um, I need to let people know that your website is thereconnection.com, and um, thank you, um, thank you so much on behalf of Lindsay and myself for all you do each day to make our world a better place to to be in. 
And um, we look forward to having you back again with us. And um, uh, we'll see you in Sacramento. We'll see you in Sacramento. And thank you for the honor of being a guest on your show. And when can we get this new book, Sullivan Speaks? Well, I am told told that you can actually pre-order it right now on Amazon.com. The release of it, I'm told, will be the 20th of this month, and the full title is Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. I've co-written the book with Fred Ponslav. Frederick Ponslav was the first person to help bring through this information, and he's been um, the truest source of bringing that through most consistently, and between the two of us, we share the information and we give as little interpretation of it as possible in the book, howsoever we are actually, well, you know what, you're the very first people that I'm telling this to, believe it or not, because we just decided that June 29th, we haven't even booked the venue yet, but somewhere in Los Angeles, June 29th, We've decided to give a day of information on the channelings and even do a live channeling there. So you're the first person I told this to. It's not even scheduled yet. We just have a few seconds left. Oh, thank you so much. And um, you have a great, great day, and you certainly have made our day. And we look forward to having you with us again. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.